Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, hey guys, it's another Sunday night. It's Dr. Delvina, psychiatrist in South Florida and the host of the Brain Love Podcast. Happy Sunday night, y'all. We know tonight the Miami Heat played the Lakers, and so, yes, the Heat were trying to get another ring. Just so many things happening so quickly. It's already October 11th out here. It's October 11, 2020. I pray that everyone is faring well and surviving COVID and surviving their situations, whatever that may be in your life at this time. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. Thank you for taking the couch with me as we explore and discover our brains together and how to manage life and how to maintain balance. So as you know, last Sunday, last week, I interviewed Ms. Jessica Penn And we talked about a lot of different things associated with the vulva and uh, basically women's genitalia. And I received a call from a gentleman who has a podcast. I'd like to say he's out of Philadelphia, Mr. Thomas L. Harris III. He is one half of Queen Slim Radio, as I understand it. So he has a podcast, podcast, TNT Queen Slim Radio. Look him up and check it out and and see what he's talking about. But he called and said, listen, a lot of the fellas don't understand a lot of what you talked about on your vulva, vagina, vajayjay podcast. I have some questions. And so he asked me to do a podcast with him and I told him, absolutely. So today I wanted to play for you um, that interview from the podcast with uh, Mr. Slim Thomas L. Harris, TNT Queen Slim Radio. Shout out to y'all podcasters, supporting podcasters. So I, I wanted to just play that for you so you can hear what we talked about. We discussed so many things, a lot of situations to do with young men. And um, he asked some very important questions like, how do you talk to your young man about a lady's vagina or a woman's vagina, the vulva? How do you teach them about that? So we had those conversations when we talked about much more as well. We talked about using vibrators in the bedroom or, you know, while you're intimate with your mate and what the, the positives are in using vibrators. So we had a very expansive conversation. But before I play that interview, I just wanted to um, say to the person who DM'd me about a relationship, I wanted to share your question because I think it's a very good question. He wrote to me and said he has a relation question. He's in a relationship with a relationship questions. uh, Pardon me. He's in a relationship with someone who shows signs of being molested when they were young. Uh, So he's a young, he's a a gentleman who's dating a a lady. And he states that he thinks her brothers are um, the predators or the folks who molested her because of the interaction that he sees when they're together. The interactions seem a little inappropriate, he said. And he also stated that she has bouts of depression at times and that 
he's afraid if she doesn't deal with it, it could one day lead to depression and could uh, possibly move to suicide. These are his words. And he said, so many other things I'm seeing and noticing. And when I ask, did something happen in her past? She is unequivocally saying no. He asked, what should his approach be? And how can he tell if something has really happened to her? Or should he just step away? So I had some follow-up questions for him. I said, you know, how long have you been dating? And is her brother really her brother? Have you talked to her about her low moods and the need for treatment? And I also suggested to him, if you're seeing a lot of things, you may want to step away. She sounds like the relationship will be a lot of work. And he responded to me that they've been dating for a year, but that her brothers, um, that when they're in front of her brothers, they're not allowed to hug or kiss or do any of those things because she doesn't like for her brothers to see her being affectionate or uh, doesn't want them seeing her engaging in those types of acts. She has four brothers. He's met three, and he notices that they're controlling over her, and she complies. She acts like a little controlled girl. Um, And so he says that he talked to her about the need for treatment, but she acts and responds as if she's all good. Um, And he says also she's a compulsive liar. So, you know, listen, guys, when you're in a relationship and things are just not flowing properly and it seems to be just more challenges, you're still in the beginning stages of your relationship, even when you're a year into it. I know some people feel like that's a long time. It isn't. It takes a while to get to know someone. And if you're not seeing one another on a regular basis, it can take even longer. So my advisement to anyone who's in a relationship where it feels like a struggle or where you guys aren't just, you're not making music easy. It's just, um, just feels like a struggle or feels like a lot of work. And you're noticing that person may have mental health challenges. You have to ask yourself if you're up for the task of managing someone else's mental health or mental illness. Um, you know, it's enough to manage yourself and to know what you need and to be able to identify what you need mentally, but to also do that for another person, that's a lot of work and you're not married yet. And some people will say, but if you really care about the person, it's, it's something you would do. I think each of us have to check ourselves and be honest with ourselves and decide if that's what we want right now. There are certain things that we may have to help the other person manage, and that's okay, because if you like someone enough and you come to love them, those are the things that you do. But when it goes over and beyond just the simple things in life, you know, kind of compromising on things together, when it seems someone has had trauma in their past and they're suffering from mood symptoms, you really have to encourage them to get help and become stable first before you try to engage them in, in a relationship. Because a relationship that's built on um, a faulty um, ground or uh, groundwork is not going to it's not going to work out. It's just not going to work out. It will forever be a struggle. All righty, so. Let's get into tonight's discussion. This is basically more dialogue about the woman's vulva and vagina. Um, And I'm answering questions for a gentleman who's up in the Northeast in Philadelphia that he and some of his friends at the hospital, because he works in the OR up there, they had questions about what they heard and what they saw on my podcast. So I just want to share information with them. 
and uh, wanted them to be able to answer questions. So let's get into this discussion. And um, I know some of you feel like I'm talking a lot about about women and um, going into all those different aspects of our sex, our, our sexual functioning and our genitalia. But I have also done the same for the men. I've spoken about prostate cancer and erectile dysfunction. The erectile dysfunction um, piece will be up on the podcast soon. But I want to tell you I have someone very special coming up as a guest soon. Dr. Barbara Munford will be back on discussing. She contacted me and said, hey, we need to talk to the single moms and their, their boys because a lot of women are not sure how to handle certain things. And she gave me a list of things that she wants to talk about so that single moms can empower themselves in managing their sons, things like testicular torsion, testicular cancer, urethritis, um, gonorrhea and chlamydia, STDs, sexually transmitted diseases, HPV vaccination, which a lot of people have had questions about penile size, so the size of your son's penis, when should you be alarmed or concerned, premature ejaculation, erectile dysfunction, phimosis and circumcision or not, as well as prostate cancer, again, will all be discussed soon with Dr. Barbara Munford. But until then, let's get into this discussion about the vulva, a.k.a. vagina, with TNT Queen Slim podcast, y'all. Thank you for joining me on the couch. Welcome again. This is TNT Queen Slim Radio. I'm pro Tim the slim side of, of Queen Slim, TNT, Queen Slim Radio. Sitting in the, in the Queen seat today is Dr. Delvina. Um, I could go on and on with the introduction, but since we are, time is, is of the essence, I'm just gonna let her take over, take over, take over, and take us to the vulva. <laughs> hey, hey, hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, psychiatrist in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. I'm the queen of brain love and also owner of DRT Behavioral Services. And uh, just let me do a little shameless plug. If you haven't been following my brain love podcast, please follow the brain love podcast. Usually people do it at the end, but I just had this, this thing I needed to insert it now. Um, So thank you so much for uh, asking me to be on to have this discussion about the vajayjay, a.k.a. the vulva, a.k.a. the vagina. How about that? Yes. And I had to. I was listening to your, your episode. I kind of peeked in because being, a, I'm, I'll be 54 in January, so being a little old school, the topic was, oh, that ain't for me. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, miseducation of the man, that ain't for me. And, and I peeked in, and in the beginning, um, what was her name? Jessica. Yeah. She she broke down the definition where she said that we have been taught that the vagina is everything, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, absolutely. And she said the vagina, from her point of view, anatomically, is that pertaining to the inside. Yes. And at that yeah. point, I was like, well, what's the outside called? <laughs> Right. And she, she said vulva. Mm-hmm. And I was like, come on, I got six kids. I think I got a master's degree in sex. <laughs> and at that point, I was back in kindergarten. 
and I listened to the whole show like, oh, oh, so maybe I, I, I've been wrong. But so, so my, my, my really, I went to work, shared your podcast, and, and I wanted to, to bring it to you because guys really were like, no, 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 no. Because when I showed them the, um, the vulva, um, what's mm-hmm. the cat, the, uh, the website that has the pictures of the paintings. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. They, they were like, what's that? What's that? What's that? And you had mentioned that almost <laughs> we were taught that if it looks like that, something was wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that there's nothing wrong with it. We've just been miseducated in the external part, the vulva, which we're calling I want to know is, is it like a fingerprint where every woman is different? Hmm. Yeah, every woman, woman is absolutely different. And so, and it's called the vulva, not just from Jessica Penn's point of view, but textbooks. That's how it's referred to in the textbook. That is the anatomical name of the female genitalia. The vulva is everything. It is the uh, labia majora, the labia minora the clitoris or the clitoris, as some people might say, um, as well as the perineum, which is the skin in between the vaginal opening and the anus. And um, the vulva itself is that entire structure. And it starts at the top. We call that the mons pubis. Um, So if you were to look at a, a woman, if you were, if she was uh, lying on the bed or sitting on the stool or sitting on the chair in front of you and her legs are open and you're looking at her front on, the top portion of her vulva, aka what everyone calls a vagina, is the mons pubis. So it starts there. It starts on at the top, um, the top portion of her female genitalia. Um, so the clitoris is there. We have our urethra opening as well because so oftentimes people don't understand that women, we don't urinate through our vaginal opening. We have a whole separate orifice, which is a hole. And that's um, where the foley goes. Where we pardon? <laughs> the, the, yes, yes, exactly. Right. The foley, yeah. The OR, so I almost forgot you work in the, the OR. Yes. <laughs> yes. The foley goes in the urethra opening. So for people who don't know what a Foley is, tell them what a Foley is. (laughs) If you're having a long surgery, you know, just for infection purposes, they don't want you to pee all over. So we insert the tube to catch the urine in a bag. Yes. By inserting through the urethra, it goes into the bladder to catch the urine. So that way there's no mess. And of course, we know urine can contain bacteria, which can cause infection. So when you try to keep the OR as clean as possible. Um, and you know, so the clitoris, the urethra opening, the labia majora and labia minora, the labia majora are the, what people call the fat lips or the external lips, the majora, AKA, or the labia, excuse me, AKA lips. Um, and then we have internal lips, which are the labia minora. Um, and those internal lips kind of come off of the clitoris. The clitoris itself also has parts, like it has something called the clitoral hood. So this is where we're lost. Now you didn't lost this as men. Okay. We're we're lost. Okay. Let me find you. Let me help you. Because 
if if every woman is different externally, right? Right. That means the way I used to do it on a new partner, mm-hmm. I would reference an old partner. I would say, oh, this made her feel good. Mm-hmm. So the reality that not might not necessarily work on the next partner uh-uh. because anatomically she's different. Well, and- anatomically in general, we are the same, meaning we all have labia majora, the external lips. We have internal lips, the labia minora. We have a clitoris or clitoris. We have that urethral opening. So and we have the vaginal opening, which is the, the opening that goes into up to the cervix. And then right. once you go through the cervix, it goes into the uterus and that's how we procreate. So when we're having sex or engaged sexually and the man penetrates the woman's vaginal opening with his penis, that is how his sperm, his semen can then get inside the, va- the vagina. The sperm, the semen will go through the the orifice or the hole to the, we call it the os, through the cervix and travel up to the uterus. So generally speaking, every woman has these same body parts, unless for some reason there was some sort of um, congenital deformity or, you know, something happened when her mama was carrying her, we call that in utero and something didn't develop fully or is missing um, if, if there's some sort of abnormality, then maybe she doesn't have all of these parts, but meaning women look different. Some women may have tiny, tiny, tiny clitoris. Some women may have huge, you know, a huge clitoris. Some women may have very thin external and internal lips. Typically the internal lips are thinner than the external lips because our labia majora, AKA the external lips are used to uh, protect the internal parts of the vagina, the vulva, that area inside to keep things out of the vagina to provide us that protection. So, so sensitivity in the outer part mm-hmm. it is crucial for women in intimacy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah but if, mm-hmm. if we men don't even know the parts who's, how do you know how to touch who's it? responsible of teaching that and <laughs> because we've learned in the dark yeah yeah I was you know saying we, we've learned in the dark so how yeah. how do we bring this to the to the front because mm-hmm. when i look back i probably would i thought i was great physically in relationships i know emotionally and you as psychiatry emotional detachment order all over the place so i know i was terrible emotionally in relationships but physically i thought i was great but looking at this mm-hmm. it makes me reconsider exactly and that's why we did that podcast so we can help people well the primary yeah. reason why we did the podcast is so that women don't feel the urgency or feel compelled to have uh surgery on their vulva because absolutely they feel right. that their vagina is unattractive because they have long uh labia because their internal labia may not look the way they think it should look because everyone has these preconceived notions on what we should look like. Um, And so that was a primary reason. But then the secondary and the tertiary reason is so that people can learn the anatomy, men and women. Um, And you said, who's responsible for teaching you? 
Well, you know, we have to take some responsibility upon ourselves, of course, but because men don't have this, there may be only so much you can learn or teach yourself. So, um, and I started to joke around and say, your daddies and your mamas are responsible. Um, but, but they're clearly, miseducated. Yeah, right. they're miseducated yeah. too, right? And that's why we're, some of us are miseducated. But I'll tell you a quick story. I remember in junior high school, I, I overheard my father talking to my two brothers. They're both older than I am. The oldest brother is five years older and the second to the oldest, oldest is three years older than I. And I heard him teaching them uh, about the vagina, the vulva. He was talking to my brothers about a woman's body parts, like telling them about the clitoris, um, you know, and I've heard people call it the little man in the boat or the little woman in the boat. Depending, right, you know? right. And so that was kind of, I don't remember so long ago, I can't remember what was being said verbatim. And I was dipping, I was being nosy. I wasn't supposed to hear the conversation, but yeah. Um, so, you know, depending on your level of comfort, you may talk to your children about it. You may talk to your sons and say, hey, women ha- are a little more complicated than we are when it comes to their body parts, Absolutely. their private body parts. And Jessica mentioned something. She, she talked about the damage to her clitoral hood and yeah. how I understood what she was saying that the doctor probably the nerves were skin deep and he removed the skin. So, but Mm -hmm. when I think about it, how she took, and it had to be her, took years to figure out what feelings were left. Mm -hmm. Cause Mm -hmm. she said she, she eventually figured out a way to, to have an orgasm. Mm -hmm. Once she figured out what was missing, she, she learned how to work it anyway. Well, she discovered that she wasn't going hard enough. With, you know, she just wasn't applying enough pressure with the vibrator. And actually, she wasn't using a vibrator. She said a boyfriend told her about getting a vibrator. So and using her hand, she couldn't get the job done because she she believes that the surgeon removed some of those nerves. And so it made it harder for her to stimulate the nerves, the remaining nerves that were there with just her touch. So by using a vibrator, of course, um, have you used a vibrator before? I haven't, doctor. No, I haven't. You haven't my, used my it for partners. your... Yeah, have you used have. it for your partners before? While we're having sex? No. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. I, I'm old school. I'm, I'm coming out of my <laughs> shell. That's what... <laughs> I oh, bought boy. some, but... um. <laughs> okay. I'm going to keep it real with you. Oh, keep it real. That's the best way to do it, man. Just keep it real. But that's a real. good... Um, uh, um, it. Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that participation is more than just, you know, sticking your penis, sticking your penis in her, in her vaginal opening. Exactly. And that's what people have to be more comfortable with is discussing, you know, educating one another. You ask whose responsibility is it to talk to you about, or talk to the men about um, a woman's vulva, AKA vagina, the woman has some responsibility in that because we know that you guys don't know. So if you have to lie back, lie on your back and show your man the different parts of your vulva and your vagina and show him what's sensitive for you or where your sensitive areas are located, you're yeah. a smart woman. Because Absolutely. it's only going to benefit you. It's going to make things better for you during yes. sex, but it'll yeah. also make it great for him because he'll love that you're feeling good. 
So it's our responsibility to talk to you about our, not just the vulva and the vagina, but about our bodies, because some women are very sensitive behind the ears and some women aren't. Some women are sensitive behind their knees and some women are not. Some women are super sensitive in their inner thighs and some women are not. Some women are sensitive on their bottoms, on their booties, you know? Right, right. Not so, and some women- Absolutely, no, no, right, right, right. So everyone is different. Um, And what I can tell you is the the thing, the body part that people miss the most, and this is men and women, is the organ, the skin. Our biggest organ is our skin. And our skin has so many nerve endings that innervate and cause just, you know, nice sensations. And we overlook that when we're having foreplay and when we're um, you know, being intimate, we overlook just touching one another on one another's skin, rubbing the arm, rubbing your leg, you know, yeah, so yeah. we overlook that. But yeah, Jessica finally realized, okay, if I use a vibrator and hold it on there, you know, with probably a certain amount of pressure or whatever, she could cl- climax and she was able to achieve an orgasm. And see me being old school, I'm thinking that that's something you use on your own time. No, and I couldn't make it over. <laughs> no, so, couples have been introducing sex okay. toys um, okay. for a long time. You know, sex toys are so sex toys are great because if you have a partner who has difficulty climaxing, it will help that person climax. And it's not a diss to you. Some men feel like it's a diss because if I can't make you come climax, orgasm if i can't make you do it with my right hands, ego, my ego penis, gets in the way ego gets in the way but understand this it may not be you it may not be her it may just not be the time maybe it's just not you're not really you know the two of you are not complimenting each other perfectly to the point where she can climax so um sex toys are good for that and sex toys also living up liven up the show they add a little sauce they add that extra pepper they add that extra spice um, and it doesn't have to be an all the time thing either. So you don't want to get uh, accustomed to always using a sex toy, but there are some women who will not orgasm without the addition of a sex toy or a vibrator. Yeah. Can you get addicted to the toy? Right. To where you, you, you need it regardless. That would, that would be a man's fear. Cause he'd be like, yeah, you know, oh, you don't need me. Well, but you gotta have question. that. No, we always need you. What's the question? Um, so if I presented the vulva gallery to my girlfriend, yeah, is there a possibility that she get offended if I say, oh, you look like this? See, that would be the fear that she, because she may be taught that that's ugly, that's cute, ew. But see, you're going to help her grow. So that's a, a very good conversation to have. Like, wow, you know, I learned something today about women. I learned about the vulva. She may not even know it's called the vulva. The vulva is more of a medical term. You know, most yeah. women call it the vagina or kitty cat or vajayjay or pussy, right? So pussy is the entire thing too. But a lot of people don't know, men and women, that the the term is vulva. Um, you know, we're- I think vulva's cooler. Vulva, I could use at the grocery store. No, it sounds cool, <laughs> right? Vulva is- <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm talking about a car. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. Um, what else? I had, um, yes, so, so being patient mm. is the key. Oh, yeah. But teaching patience 
to a man in the middle of intimacy is I see is a would be a struggle for me. I'm gonna keep mm -hmm. it on the eye, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm really trying to turn this brain off mm -hmm. and, and just be sensitive. Mm -hmm. But the patience that this that your podcast kind of exposed to me that's needed is is what I would share to my my sons and and my my brothers that we have to be patient. Mm -hmm. take a look at the vulva gallery and then that's why i want you to can you explain that are there different levels or areas of sensitivity based on the external the lips as we call it mm -hmm. the design like some people have you know more Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it depends on the person you gotta, you have to learn. I, I would recommend this exercise to everyone. And this is what I tell folks, never engage in sexual activity in a dark room for the first time. And you've never seen the person because they can have all kinds of shit down there. He can, <laughs> and so can she. And you don't know what it, you know, don't some we, people would say don't touch we. it, but that's not good enough. Uh, there are a lot of people who will have sex for the first time in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. maybe someone's ashamed of something, embarrassed about yeah. how something looks, or maybe they're hiding something. Um, I'm grateful for the video phone. I'm grateful for the video phone and a little sexual foreplay before you even meet. You know, oh, show okay. me. <laughs> right, show me. Show me first. <laughs> because, because. But ain't nothing what, like plain Jane in person, being able to eyeball it in person. Right, um, right. But you know, people rush you. to turn them lights off. People rush to turn those lights off. Yeah, no, you gotta, I, I think you should both explore one another's bodies in the beginning to see, you know, okay, he's hung to the left, he's hung to the right, you know, or I can barely find his penis. It's, you know, hidden here or there, whatever the case may be, you know, yeah. just see one another and that's a turn on too. seeing one another in the light and taking in um, what that person possesses, what makes them special. Um, and then you should explore one another with your hands. Now, don't get me wrong. I get it. Sometimes you're in the heat of the moment and maybe you're in the car and you just jump off really quickly or uh, maybe you're on the couch and you're watching a game or a movie and you make out and decide, okay, let's go all the way, whatever. Um, but at some point in the beginning, you need to see one another's bodies and Absolutely. explore, take the time, you know, say, listen, tonight, we're just going to explore one another and see what we like. Disrobe, take off all your clothing and then start playing, you know, touch and feel and see what the other person likes. Do you like it when I kiss you here? A lot of people don't do this. And so yeah. we get accustomed to just kissing a little bit. Maybe there's a little oral sex fellatio or conolingus, which AKA is sucking penis or dick and eating her out. Um, yeah. And then they just go in for the smash, for the kill. They insert the penis, wham, bam, whatever, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and it's over. Like, and, and that's what becomes so boring for couples is that, that gets, that's going to get boring after a little while. If you're not doing some little extra stuff, that's going to become very uh, just super boring with a capital Absolutely. B. Absolutely. Because, you know, when I, when I, when I look back, this information would have helped relationships develop more. Yeah. Because the 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 intimacy 
is important for both sides. And if it's, you know, if the scales are weighed over, if the man is the only one getting pleasure, then um, obviously, yeah, you know, I, I didn't do my, my, my due diligence, my duty to that relationship. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and we can't be afraid to talk about it. Like, you know, it can't be a taboo. Yeah, it can't. You got to have discussions about everything. Um, if you're wondering if she orgasm or came, ask her, you know, were, did you, were you able to orgasm? Did you come? Um, same thing for him. If she needs to ask him if he didn't climax or if he wasn't able to ejaculate. Um, if there's concerns in the bedroom, maybe I, I had a patient one time, a female, I've had a male patients who have erectile dysfunction or has had issues with impotence or, you know, not achieving an erection and maintaining it. And I've had women who are not able to um, basically self-lubricate. They're not able to to achieve wetness. And so, um, you know, I've been able to assist both sides in overcoming those types of things. So you got to have those conversations. So are you a pro uh, for um, the labiaplasty? Um, do, you, do you believe, or you say that's out the window? So labiaplasty, I believe, and I'm not the expert on this because I'm not a gynecologist um, or a plastic surgeon, but I always thought labiaplasty was something that um, older women would pursue because of not liking how their vaginas appear because we change with age. Um, but apparently it's something that's been done for a long time for women who don't like their inner lips, their labia minora, because their inner lips are hanging past their labia majora. Someone sent me a video the other day of Dr. Miami talking about labiaplasty, um, and he showed pictures, um, you know, women will claim that it's painful, that it causes them pain. So that way the insurance will cover the surgery. I'm not for it. Um, I think that just like with anything, a surgeon can go too far. Just like a barber when he's cutting your hair and he's edging you up and he goes a little too far and he's like, okay, I got to go up the same distance on this side. And before you know it, you look like George Jefferson because he took you all the way back. Anything could happen with a surgeon. If he cuts a little bit too much on this side and not enough on that side, then he has to try to even it out so it doesn't look funny. And then, you know, so I... Personally, I, I wouldn't recommend it to a patient. Um, they would really have to have a gross deformity for me to um, encourage them to undergo surgery on their, their vulva. Yeah, because Jessica had mentioned, you know, we were educated on porn. But when I look at the original, you know, 15 years ago on mm-hmm. porn casted a certain look of vulva. And lately, with the freestyle everybody doing, you're seeing different, you're seeing like the the vulva gallery, you're seeing all mm-hmm. different, but the mm-hmm. those of us who are educated off the, the, the porn, mm-hmm. everything porn looked, on the VHS tape. Yeah, look perfect. Uh, you know, everything was... Bunny? What's that, that the, the bunnies? It was some... Uh, channel and uh, on cable, um, what, Playboy, bunny? Playboy, Playboy Bunny. Yeah, I was trying to think of that. Yeah, you know, it makes me wonder if back in the day, if um, porn directors and producers and stuff, if they um, would uh, exclude someone from participating because yeah. of how their their vagina look. If it didn't, yeah, absolutely, probably, right? Yeah, it makes yeah, you wonder. Yeah. 
Cause it'd be like, ew, cause we, we, you know, we've done that. Like, Ooh, that looks, but you know, in, I've never seen the labiaplasty come through. I thought women do, some, I think the term is colopathy, you know, where the, the walls are tightened and because of the bladder sags, mm -hmm. they'll put a mesh in. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of that, but just to, to fix the, the, the lip external, yeah. Mm -hmm. is it, it would be dangerous, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're playing it close. Your sensitivity. Absolutely. All of those, those areas are innervated by nerves, you know. And I, I just want to say that the inner lips, the labia minora, are very are thinner than the external lips, the labia majora. So be careful if you're performing conolingus and you're licking and things like that. When you're on the labia minora, the inner lips don't suck too hard, don't bite, because those, um, those uh, labia minora are pretty thin. And so it makes them more sensitive and in a bad way, I'm saying, if you're too right, rough, right. if you're too rough. Because that's the, the outer of the vagina, right? No, that's, I'm oh. referring to the lips inside, inside oh, of the inside. large lips. Yeah. Oh. I'm referring to the, in, the internal lips, the ones that kind of come down off of the, the clitoris, not the See, external I, lips. I got to go back and look at that video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's the the miseducation right right mm -hmm. because if if we get better as men our relationships get better exactly Absolutely. did you have any other questions for the men in the peanut gallery or do, um let's do it <laughs> it's the it's, it's the road the vulva revelation of 2020 2020 has been such a crazy year mm -hmm. so um but looking at the vulva gallery we still were doing, ooh, uh-uh, mm. ooh. You know, we still were taught that, that stigma, mm -hmm. girl, that's hanging out like that. Same thing, you're thinking old. Oh, that's wore out. She probably didn't been with 100. That mentality where the reality is just it's like a fingerprint. That's, that's what they have, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what you get. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so don't judge her. Don't assume don't, she's don't been with her. a thousand men because she may be kind of loose. <laughs> the tissue may be loose. Don't don't prejudge. Absolutely. All right, Doc. Hey, what question didn't we ask? I think you asked know. everything. That should be VJJ experts now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the have a count. Well, thank you Absolutely. for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for accepting the invitation. I know you're busy and um, I'm going to continue to support you. I and appreciate I, that. I wish you and the best and be blessed. And thank you for, for educating me on Zoom. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. 
Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes, learn from them, and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love.